Two clear from Madame Pomery. Fireburn six lengths away. Given the cue by Abdullah, and she's starting to wind up. Zugotcha went up the fence to join North Star Lass. She's extreme. Four lengths to Fireburn. It's Zugotcha. North Star Lass and she's extreme. Fireburn can't get there, but Zugotcha has got the Princess Series wrapped up. Big win in the flight stakes. And Zugotcha won it by two and a half to she's extreme. 50 to go. Knight's order just in front of Smoke and Romans getting a bit closer now. And it's a neck away and now levels up. They were followed by Maximal. Young Verda behind them needs a run. Doers and then Gold Trip. Further back, Profondo. Smoke and Romans. 250 metres to go. Takes the lead from Maximal. Young Verda. Then Gold Trip. Smoke and Romans. 100 metres to go. Still in front and will win the Turnbull. Smoke and Romans from Maximal second. Young Verda third. And fourth was Knight's order. Lead now at the top of the rise. The top rankers closing in. So's Hinge. Ellsberg taking a run towards the inside. Ice bath, the wheels are spinning. It's top ranked and hinge going to the front. Top ranked, hinge. Ellsberg's fighting on on the inside, coming home hard. Top ranked in front from Ellsberg. Top ranked, Ellsberg bumped. Oh, pushed one in the Epsom. Then Realm of Flowers and Durston's winding up down the outside. Arapahoe trying to go with it. Slicing through the middle, no compromise. And also Stockman. It's Carrot, Ladon de V. Durston the outside. Realm of Flowers still there from Stockman. And no compromise. Picking up now. It's Ladon de V. No compromise. Late Realm of Flowers. No compromise. And Ladon de V. Here we go again. Another close one. No compromise. And Ladon de V. Headed in a tight photo. G'day punters and welcome to a Racing Previews review podcast. We've just listened to the four Group 1 winners across the country. Of course, we had the Turnbull here in Melbourne and then we had the three Group 1s in Sydney on a very heavy track. Uh, Nick is absent again tonight, but it's just you and me, Will. We were at the races yesterday. What do you make of it? Yeah, it was a perfect day for it at the races. Um, it was good to see a couple of people down there and really good racing. Um Good to see two-year-olds back. Um, the Sydney ones we'll talk about later, but they went really, really well. Um, mm. The Melbourne one, not not as much, but um, yeah, it was a really, really not good day of racing. It sure was. A bit of spring in the air. It was good weather, and hopefully it just starts to warm up even more. Uh, today was another good day, so spring is definitely in the air. We've said it 100 times, but it feels like it actually is here now. It was moving day at Flemington. And speaking of the two-year-olds, we'll go to race one. It was the Maribyrnong trial stakes over a 1,000 metres. Uh, Zolfika, I think is how you say it, was the winner for James Cummings. Uh, the Godolphin team, Ben Malam, has sent this thing to the front. It's uh, held the rail, and it's been too too good. It's, it's held off the challenges Aditi and Charmstone, who was the, the heavily supported favourite. Um, it's, it's an okay uh, performance. What do you make of it? Um, yeah, as you sort of, um, like, if you sort of know, the um, the two-year-olds, it's always best to sort of find the fence because they, they always have something to follow because they, they can get a bit lost up the straight. Um, they went relatively quick early and they really backed it off between especially the six and the four and they sort of picked up again and that's why they've been able to run home in some pretty quick time in the last 200. But... Um, They've gone okay. Um, nothing like nothing really special. The well-supported favourite was a bit plain, I thought. Maybe a little bit immature. Um, I guess it goes out for a spell now and comes back as a as a as an older two-year-old. But um, yeah, this race has gone okay. Nothing special. They haven't broken the class benchmark. But um, the winner has run the fastest last two hundred of the meeting. So there is something there, but. Um, I'd still expect a bit of improvement, and uh, there'd probably be better ones than this, as you would expect. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, one thing I can say, I did watch the yard. I tried to watch the yard a little bit more, being the two-year-olds, and I'm no yard expert, but first, second, and third, those three horses did look better than the field, to my eye. Well-bred, in the best camps, and they were just gleaming, and some of the others probably didn't quite look as good, and that was the result in the end. Yes, they were three of the, the favoured runners, but 
um, they did seem to have that class edge. Yeah, and the, another thing to mention about this is um, the first three across the line are all um, prevalent sort of trainers that can, can get two-year-olds up and going. So if you are having a bet in these early sort of two-year-old races, um, I guess it's always good to find find either James Cummings, Gay Waterhouse, and Price Kent Jr. because because they, they are able to get a two-year-old up and running early. Yeah, 100%. Don't I don't think there's many races for them now, as you said. A lot of these will, I think, I'd be surprised if many raced on. I think a lot of them will, will go have a spell now. There is the English banner on Cox Plate Day, so maybe a couple of them might have one more run. But um, yeah, with these early season two olds, you'd expect that they'll only have one or two runs, and then they'll we'll see them again next autumn. Yep. Moving on to the Paris Lane, it was fourteen hundred meters, and Visionari was a very, very well-supported favourite. I think he might have been... I think he was a dollar ninety um, after deductions with... There might have been one scratching. And then he came in to a dollar sixty, and then he's ended up starting a dollar fifty, a dollar fifty-five. Um, it was a good win. I'm not going to say anything more than that. He, <laughs> he fended them off, and he was good enough to get over the line. Yes, he was only first up. I'm thinking potentially he didn't appreciate this good track. It was a good four at this stage, but it did get upgraded to a three soon after. And some of his better stuff has been on soft six, soft seven, etc. So a little bit underdone. What, what do you what do you kind of make of it? Um, obviously, he hasn't run up to his best form, but I didn't. I don't think the run was too bad. He he was obviously it was on. It was sort of an advantage to be on speed in the day. Obviously, um, a good ground and a turn. It's obviously going to be um, a, an advantage to be on speed. Um, but, but I thought the, they sort of took it to him at the, to the six hundred meters, and they made him. It was a big um, mid race squeeze, and they made him really work for it. Like the he's run the uh, what well, uh, like pretty pretty quick um, mid race, and, and he's been able to sustain it but um yeah i don't know i think i think the ride the race was one run um didn't suit him at all and the ones that were storming to the line they were made to look better than what they actually were a couple of people saying character should have won like i don't think so i think if anything the horse out of the obviously the horse to take out of the race is Visanari because he's only going to be going to be fitter and and he'll be in better um sort of races that suit him more but I don't know. The race has gone pretty well. You can follow these horses. Um, yeah, the race has gone fine. Not, if you back, if you back the garden, you're probably, you know, you're probably allowed to feel a little bit sick. This horse is usually well. He led last start at Sandown, and he was just slowly away. Um, he was the fit, fitter horse than Visionari, and I thought he was a, a good run. I thought pre-race, I thought Visionari had panels on him, but. He probably would have won if he jumped out cleaner. Yeah, Visionari still does have panels on him, but but in this scenario, yeah. he probably maybe beat, beaten him. But I don't know; it's a hypothetical. Yeah, hundred percent. Good win. Move on. Hopefully, he'll be a bit fitter next time. Get it gets a better race shape, and he can definitely win better races than that. Race three was the Manifold Stakes, sixteen hundred meters, Group Two for the three-year-old fillies, and will self-trumpet for you this was your best bet of the day she's lickety split from new zealand had the blinkers on had the perfect run damien lane um sat behind a fast tempo um for the class and she just got the perfect run and she was much much too good for him it was quite an easy watch wasn't it yeah i was ne- never really in doubt i didn't think there was a big drift late um which was nice but um yeah, I don't know. She she was just a lot better than these, I thought, and the blink was going on, which was only going to be a positive. The map was perfect. She was always going to sit in that position, and um, the Gay Waterhouse um, filly was always going to go out at a good tempo. So I think this will be a good form race going forward if if, if these fillies don't all go to the 1,000 guineas, but um, if they target lower-grade lower races, I think, I think this might be a pretty good form race. Um, as time goes by, who I also backed in the race, I think I think she's a, a nice filly for further. 
Um, I think the the ethereal is it on on a derby day. I'm pretty sure. I think yep. she might be if she goes net near there um, to that race over two thousand meters. Um, she might be a good bet there because she was strong through the line. But um, yeah, you can't really take anything away from the winner. She was holding him on the line. Yes, she she had everything go right here. It was a perfect setup. But um, she was holding him through the line. I thought and and yeah, under any scenario, I think she was she was winning most of the time. Yeah, yeah, as you said, like the margin was only less than a length, but it was still very, very soft on the line and she was another yeah. hundred meters and she's still winning. Um yeah. just looking at the thousand guineas market quickly, Zoo got you four dollars, in secret four forty, she's look at his split four eighty, boogie dancer five fifty, fireburn six, typhoon titmus ten. There's a couple of horses there's a couple of the Sydney horses who may not go there. Is she's think- extreme any chance? I heard. I have heard. Oh, I can't even find her in the market. Actually, mm. has she even nominated? Yeah, I checked that. So she's probably not nominated. But she's not. I would have thought. I would have thought she'd be a perfect thousand guineas horse. But can anyway. you pay a late nom for the thousand guineas? I wonder. Mm, don't know. Hope so. Because she'd be a good don't bet know. there. Um, yeah. Do you think she's looking split is the best of the Victorian form for now? Um, probably. What else yeah. is there? There's that pretty junk race at Sandown that um the um the Peter Moody Philly won. Boogie Dancer. Um, no, oh, not she not won at Caulfield. Dance. She won at Caulfield. The 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 Arrowfield colours, the yellow and black diamonds. Um no, I'm lost. Any, yeah, anyway. Um <laughs> uh yeah. Um, I think this, this oh, is Waltz a on by. race, isn't it? Waltz yeah, on that Waltz on by, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this would yeah. proved to be a bit of a better form race than that. And um, yeah, so prob- so, yeah, she probably is the best of the, the fillies there. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And she's ticked the mile box now, which is crucial. We go to race four was the Rose of Kingston Stakes. Again, the girls. This time it was for the Mayors, group two. And Exalita was able to salute at nine ten dollars um similar to kind of thing perfect run in the race and she's proven too good and for for dean lester followers i think this was his value better the day so they were cheering yeah well if you told me before the race that um she's all class she's was going to be class. Re- leading yeah. <laughs> yeah and pride of jenny was going to be out the back I, I wouldn't believe you so um yeah, I bet early in this race and got overs, and obviously the overs god is, um, you know, like it hasn't worked out very well for me. But um, yeah, there wasn't really much he could do um, after she missed the start. Um, there wasn't really a whole lot of intent shown, but I guess he probably could push up a bit more because it, it, they didn't go quick here. But um, she's run well enough through the line. Um, the only problem with pride of jenny is that she races best fresh i think so maybe if you take her fourth up and forgive this maybe that's maybe that's not so much of a good idea but i don't really know i don't think i'll be wanting to follow this race too much like exolita this is her birthday i think um argentia this is about her level i think she's run a career peak here um but i don't know i don't know how much she's going to improve unless they i take her right right up in trip um, she's all class. This is this is just her, and she got a a soft lead. Um, Tycoon Evie on speed just battled. Um, Mega Mia. She probably goes out for a spell now. Yearning was good. She she wasn't. Um, she was a big drifter in the market. I think I think next start or the one after in the um, the Empire Rose. I think she can go pretty close in that. She was she had a bit of um, she was a bit unlucky from the gate and. Um, and she keeps, and she's carrying the yeah. penalty as well for for winning the thousand guineas last year. So she's got that little burden on her shoulder. Yeah, yeah. But if they take her to the the Empire Rose, I think she she'd be right in that. Odium was good off a off a, a, a long break. Fortunate Kiss was good as well. She was good through the line. Good late splits from the last six hundred meters, and the rest are pretty much gone. I don't think. I think. Well, some of the ones who finished down the track aren't. They're probably more matriarch horses than Empire Rose horses. Yeah, Cyrileo Miss is gone. <laughs> Silent Sovereign, I don't know what to do with her. Maybe she's a matriarch horse, but she hasn't really done heaps. Um, Deucer, probably a matriarch horse. And this, this isn't a bad kickoff point, but 
I don't know. She's finished down the track a bit here, so I think horse will follow out of this race, yearning, and that's about it. Yep. Easy. Move on to race five then. It was the Danehill Stakes over 1,100 metres. And Giga Kick, the money was relentless. The Clayton Douglas gelding. Thank God he's a gelding. We might get to see him race on for a couple of years at least. And he's now four from four. It was a good performance. Um, they've gone fast here. And I thought he did a bit of the bullocking work. Um, he's kind of given Buenos Noches the perfect lead into it. He's faced the breeze and he's still been good enough to fight on and win. So I thought it was a, a courageous performance. Um, but I think first and second are the only ones you really want to be taking in terms of a Coolmore. Yeah, they've, when you factor in the um, to the to the 400 instead of the 600, they've gone really, really quick here. And he was off 56 days, so you've got to factor, factor that in as well. So if anything, he's only going to improve um, Giga Kick. Uh, they probably go straight to the Cornwall now, I guess. Um, and he's a live chance in that because I don't think there's really anything um, that that's much good, really, because I guess in secret's going to come down. But I don't know. She's got to she's got to come back from 1400 down to 1200 um, after a grand final. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'd love to see Great Barrier Reef up to 1,200 metres. I think he's he's only ever raced at 1,100 metres and he's, he desperately wants 1,200, maybe even 1,400. Cannonball was good. Bernus Notches was good. I thought I thought Craig Williams, visually, it looked like he was holding him way too long, but but they did go really quick here and it was probably the right thing to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's about it, I think. Dual, dual I think he was completely flattered off his off his debut he's not he's not as good as what the the figure said he is mm. um he beat nothing there and and he gapped them but but he he like i think this is just him that this is about his where, where he sits um yeah um so i'd be following giga kick out of this i don't think bonus notches will, will beat him again well not not again but i don't think he'll beat him full stop yeah, no, I kind of agree there. I think there's there's probably only one more race that we'll get to see some of these three-year-olds in. It's the Blue Sapphire on Thousand Guineas yeah. Day, a Group 3 um, over 1,200. It's the race that Extreme Warrior, Warrior won impressively last year before um, going in as favourite in the Coolmore. Um, it is a good point you make about some of the Sydney siders going 1,400 metres back to 1,200. Uh, we saw in that really good year where a stern went up favorite after winning the golden rose came back to 1200 meters down the straight and uh flying arty coming out of the blue sapphire was just way too sharp for him and mm. killed him so it'll be very interesting going forward yeah yeah all right race six was the bart cummings group three over 2500 meters and luna flair adds another black type race to her cv um, figures wise they've gone just even but another race where they've gone better than 10 lengths above the old benchmark so again it's a good performance it's bang on the the kind of class average for this race a um, couple hard luck stories in this race but in the end she probably was the deserving winner really? I thought Francesco Guardi should have pissed in here yeah well probably <laughs> Yeah, well, lucky it didn't because I didn't end up backing it. So, if it did win, and after I just I was keen on interpretation, um, I probably would have. I don't know what I would have done, but um, yeah, obviously I, I was keen on Francesco Guardi at, at twenty bucks or whatever it was in the preview, and it's and it's almost fell at about the eight hundred meters, and it's mm. picked itself up and and run some of the last uh, some of the quickest late. Uh, so it ran the, the fifth fastest six of the four. And then the 92nd, 4 to the 2, and then the, the 12th fastest, 2 to the post. So it's it's really sprinted home. Um, obviously, they haven't gone quick, but but it has sprinted home well, and it has proved that it, it can run a 2,500 metres out strong. Um, yeah, even despite the, um, I guess, the advertisement that, um, that it had in run. Um, Luna Flair's just... 
uh, a good horse. Like she's she's run up to her form. I thought because she is already in the Melbourne Cup, I would have thought that um, she her her, um, her next run would be her peak. But um, this probably wasn't her peak either. But she was she's she's been good enough to win here. She's um, actually going to the uh, Mooney Valley Gold Cup. Oh yeah, that's right. Too. Yeah, I did say that. She's, yeah, uh, she won the race last year, so she's going back to defend the crown. Yeah. Um, interpretations race was over when Craig handed up the OSL outside lead. Um, yeah, and it was just gone from there because it was always going to be um, boxed in um, on the rail and had nowhere to go. And what by the time he got out, it was too late. Um, I think he needs a fast run race to really show his best. Maybe if they go to the Mooney Valley Cup or or the, the Queen Elizabeth that's on the um, on Stakes Day over twenty six hundred meters. That's his can, race, isn't it? Yeah, that that's his race there. Um, yeah, I think he'll probably go there and he'll be probably single figures and and probably run third again. So yeah. Um, oh, and Van der Clare was good, but but he I think he just needs a, a soft tempo and a staying trip and. And he's he's good. Um, King of the Castle was good, but he needs to be in a fast run race at a big track like Flemington. So if they go if they go to the um, the Queen Elizabeth and it's a fast run race, then then he he's probably maybe going to bet there. But um, yeah, this race has gone okay, and it's, I guess it's a good platform for the winner going to the Mooney Valley in Melbourne Cups. But I don't think she's good enough to win the Melbourne Cup. So yeah. Yeah, I think a good feather in her cap that she showed was she drew uh, barrier two. I think I think she might have even come into one after a scratching, and she was able to take up a, a position um, a couple times in her races. We've seen she's one that usually gets back near to last and comes with that big swooping run. So that was uh, one good thing to see. Yeah. Race seven was the feature. It was the Group One Tab Turnbull Stakes over two thousand meters. And it was a walkathon, really. Um, a lot of these horses Joke. obviously targeting Caulfield and Melbourne Cup. So our theory is that the trainers have probably told them, "Don't bust yourself up here. This is not the grand final." Uh, and Smoke and Romans has ended up winning a Group One, which I'm sure you've got some opinions on. Um, Ethan Brown, uh, hats off to him. He's been a very he's been in super form and. He rides him so well on speed. You saw how balanced he was coming around the corner. He was swinging off his horse, and Knight's Order was never going to be, never going to have that acceleration to match it with some of the ones at the top. He's still run fourth. That's how slow that he, they've gone. He's managed to to round out the top four, but all honors Smoke and Romans in the walkathon. Yeah, this this was a serious joke, like. How Smoke and Romans has run has won this from a Knight's Order stuck on to run fourth, like it's it's like I don't know we've got too much too many good races or not not good races too much good prize money and and I guess the trainers can afford to just um, have completely no intent and just be okay with just losing a Group One and and having absolutely no intent and just completely handing it to. To whoever's in front of them, because I don't know, the, it's I don't think it's the jockey's fault. I think it's just the trainers having no initiative. Like this race is always going to be slow. Just why not just send your for- horse forward, and like it's not going to cost you anything because the race is always going to be run at a walk. If you put your horse forward, then it's going to be on speed in a walk. Mm. Like it, I don't, it just doesn't make sense to me. Surefire could have been on speed. It was last start. Like you could have won a million dollar race and. Oh, I don't know. I guess does does this race? Um, if you if you win this, do you get a penalty into the Caulfield Cup? Um, I'm not sure because it's set weights and penalties, isn't it? Oh, I don't I'm know. Not... I don't know how that works, but anyway, I guess maybe that could be a reason, like a Group One that you don't want to win. Like seriously, mm, possibly. Um, this is a glorified Group Two, and it was run like that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Inspirational Girl is going really well, but I guess it was a sit and sprint, and that's what suits her. Luncey's ran through the line well. Gold Trip was good enough through the line, but I don't know. I wouldn't want to really follow anything out of this race because I've just walked, and you don't like they've just come in where they where they started. Like it's just it's like an American dirt race, but they go really really slow instead of really really fast. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, some some of the some of the big the big guns in betting here. Uh, Jewess, obviously, Gold Trip oh, and Profondo. That's Jewess is my gone. next question. She's gone. Yeah, she was on speed in a walking race, like she was fifth in run yeah. or something like that, fourth or fifth. Um, I kind of agree. Yeah, Profondo, fifth in run. And she hasn't like she ha- she hasn't given anything like she hasn't sprinted no. at all. She's just not come up this prep. I don't know that maybe take her out after this. I don't know. I don't know what they do with her, but but she's gone. You can't back her now. Yeah, Profondo was also very weak. Was Gold keen, Trip though. was. I know, but still, this was his race, wasn't it? He's not like if they're talking, he might go to a Cox Plate. He's, he'll get his race was the one where they where the one that Knights Order won. Which race was that? The the sixteen hundred meter race where they decided the, to go race Zaki over fourteen hundred meters second up. Like, well, probably one of the poorest decision decisions that you will ever see by a trainer. Like that, just take him off. Who is he, Richard Litt? Just take it off him. Send it to Kieran Mar, and you'll probably win three Group Ones with him. Mm, he does have the talent. Uh, what are you thinking about Gold Trip? Do you think the run was okay? Did you think he needs softer ground? Or do you think he's just not quite top liner? Um, I don't know what you do with him now. They probably go to the Caulfield Cup. Um, the pro- the race probably wasn't set up for him, but like he wasn't great here. The market wanted to be with him. He started three seventy, but what do you do with him? Like he's run fifth in a, he's run. I know the race hasn't suited him, but he, but he's finished behind Knight's Order. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm surely there's better horses than than going to. I, but that that's the other thing. There's there's no other horses going towards the Caulfield Cup. Like, what's going to win the Caulfield Cup? Oh, Smoke and Romans is your five dollar favorite. So that says everything. That's that's disgusting. <laughs> Smoke and Romans is the five dollar favorite for the Caulfield Cup. Yeah. Oh. Yep. It's a uh, it's a little <laughs> bit frightening, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah. Just back we move on. He'll improve off that. Moving on to race eight. Um, they need to let these good internationals back into Australia. That's what they need to do. Yeah. We, we oh, need to get some yeah, quality horses. We just need good horses because we have yeah. none. Race eight. This might be a good horse. His name is Private Eye. He carried top weight and he won the group two Gilgai Stakes. First up, carried the 60 and he's absolutely annihilated them here. Um, I think on punting form this might have even been the best rating of the yeah, day it was, it was 13, 13 above the old benchmark which is it's good going um josh parr he's got another he's came down and he's got another winner obviously he rode this horse and then he rode uh joyful fortune the the hong kong horse at flemington uh last week or two weeks ago so he certainly knows when to come down and ride one because this one has He's ended up starting favourite. The money was with him, four dollars eighty, and he's demolished him. And we've got this one terribly wrong. Yeah, he's made me look stupid. He's absolutely pissed in here. Um, I don't know. Like, um, like if if you just get rid of Private Eye, then I guess this this would be a a normal Group Two race at Flemington, like Rock and Horse winning Ball a second. Like mm. that's the form from the um, the last race they were in the um, the Bobby Lewis. That's yep. pretty much the exact same form. And then you've got Private Eye, two and a half lengths in front of him, running away from him. So he's obviously he's obviously good enough to be a sprinter, like sharp enough to be a sprinter. They've they've freshened him up and put blinkers on first time. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't think they put blinkers on first time. But jo- um, Josh Parr was saying they put blinkers on first time post race, but. Yeah. Anyway, he's won before. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, he's like he's he's run the fifth fastest last two hundred, the fastest last six hundred, third fastest last four hundred of the meeting. Like he's absolutely just destroyed these and and done it running away. Um. Yeah, like I don't think he's like he's a sort of horse that you'd expect to get absolutely lapped and smashed up in a high pressure Everest or something like that. Um, but at, at Flemington, like down the straight, um, off this you'd probably almost make him favourite for the for the uh, the champion sprint if Nature Ship doesn't come. So you don't 
it's going to be very interesting because obviously he does run a mile. He runs fourteen hundred meters. So yeah, he's won an Epsom. Yeah, so they either. I think it was an Epsom. Um, mm. They either target sixteen hundred meters, or th- this horse is act- like we laughed about it. This horse is a massive chance to take James Harron's slot in the Everest. Obviously, get off and have the other one. Yeah, well, probably. Like he's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Personally, I don't, know I don't think he. Yeah, there's there's no one else. Um, personally, I don't think he. Like, he's a sort of horse, like, he, he just wouldn't be able to keep up in a high-pressure Everest, but the way they run the, the races down the straight at Flemington um, and that he's able to curl up and sprint, um, I guess I guess that, that suits him, but I, I, I wouldn't think that he could win, get anywhere near them in an Everest. Maybe he'd probably beat a horse like Snapdancer or something, but, um, yeah, I guess, I guess there's nothing else in the country, so it may as well be him. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think he'd figure in an Everest either. But I do think he's a massive chance to to get the slot. We'll move on mm. to the last. It was the superimposed stakes for the three-year-olds over eighteen hundred meters listed. This is pretty much the Derby trial number two, and the horse that took it out was the horse who won the Derby trial, um, Mister Maestro, and it was a second winner for Murray Baker and Andrew Forsman. Um, this race has gone very fast for the class and the overall figure has beaten the the standard for this race by over three lengths um they've gone very fast to the 600 meters and they've just broke benchmark for the final 600 but quite a dominant win and he has to be amongst your your derby calculations now yeah yeah he he does he he won this dominantly and he did it running away too um yeah he, he won well. Um, Artzino got a bit too far back. Berardino was good, but I don't think the, the camp can keep him up because you know I don't, I don't think Boston and Young can keep a horse up for very long. Um, Red Sun Sensation was good, but I don't know. I don't think he'll get more than more than what eighteen hundred meters. Um, mm. Grand Piero was good. I don't know. I guess this will probably be the main sort of. Not the main lead up, but this is one of the lead ups for the Derby, and it's it's gone pretty well. So, um, yeah, Mister Maestro, he won he won well. He won running away, won by two lengths. And it was a really nice ride, and yeah, I don't know. Um, like I don't think that they're much good, but but there's nothing really else to nothing much else to to beat him. So, Derby horses aren't usually that good. Yeah, yeah, apart from last year. <laughs> Yeah, very true. Hatatsu, we need him back. Quick one, Mr. Maestro or Barkley Square? Who are you taking? Barkley Square there? would kick his head in. Well, the market is telling us Barkley Square is $6 and Mr. Maestro is 4.20 off that win yesterday. Obviously very reactive, but you're still Yeah, saying, well that's probably because they don't because um Barkley Square might not go to the um to the, uh, to the derby. To the derby. He probably just yeah, I hope the, he does. Yeah, me too cuz um He'd smash him. <laughs> Good confidence. Moving on from Flemington? Yep. We'll do Randwick quickly. We'll go to Randwick quickly. It was a heavy eight track, and I think it was quite a sticky heavy eight track. There was definitely some parts of the track which seemed to, to race a little bit faster than others. Uh, race one was the first of two two-year-old races. This one was for the Colts and Geldings. It was the Arrowfield Breeders' Plate Group 3 and Empire of Japan for the Snowdens. And China Horse Club has sailed down the outside with J-Mac aboard and won very nicely. Yeah, he won well. Um, he was... I actually watched the trial. Um, um, when I was watching the, the trials, he... He sort of like he was only the only one that made ground um, on, on the day during the trials, and I thought maybe and J Mac was riding it, so maybe maybe this is the a good horse, and, and it looks like he he he's all right. I don't think he's quite as good as the the one that won the race after him, but he he ran the the fastest six of the four and the fastest last eight hundred of the meeting, far, uh, fourth fastest last six hundred. Um, yeah, he looks like a decent horse, but I think the one in the next race is a bit better. Well, let's just get straight into her because uh, I know you're dying to talk about her. It was the Jim Crack, 
This was for the Phillies division, Group 3 as well, 1,000 metres, and Platinum Jubilee is the horse you speak of. This was an enormous win. They've gone fast for the class. Um, she's come home on punting form 9.5 lengths above for her final 600 metres, which is rare air for a two-year-old. And all Regan Bayless had to do was steer her in the right direction, and she just exploded through the pack and won well. Can you put this in the Coolmore? Because it'd probably win it. Like, last year's two-year-olds were absolute junk, but this thing's got me really excited because this is this is rated through the roof. I know I know that this was the they got the the two-year-olds got the first use of the track, but the, fa- the second fastest last eight, fastest last six, six fastest last four, and while it was running through traffic and fastest last two hundred of the meeting. It's come from nowhere and it's absolutely kicked their head in and they offer fast tempo too. Like, this is a good horse. It's well-related. It's assisted to Queen of the Ball. It's trained by um, my favourite or one of my favourite trainers, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Um, she's absolutely kicked their head in. I think, like, she has to be the the um, the Blue Diamond favourite. She was every bit as good as what Cool and Gatto was last year. Maybe the good horses don't better. go to the Blue Diamond. They go to the Slipper only. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what I meant, the Slipper. Um, yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised if this is Gay's eighth um, Golden Slipper winner. And and if they have any better than this, well, then um, this might be a very good lot because this is a very good horse, I think. Huge. It's, it's almost got me thinking I should have a... No, don't be a stupid. A bet. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Probably the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Eight fifty for a, a race that's for the first ever two-year-old. Come on, yeah. Stu. <laughs> well, he backed. I think he's backed both. I think he's backed the um, the boy and the girl. Yeah, as soon as as soon as the um, platinum jubilee <laughs> won, Empire of Japan probably would have drifted. Yeah. After he took eight fifty for it, yeah, I think it, I think it definitely did. <laughs> um, uh, one thing you mentioned in the two in the um, two year old race in Melbourne was just about these two year old trainers. Have a listen to this: first, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bot; second, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bot; third, Peter and Paul Snowden; fourth, Peter and Paul Snowden; fifth, Peter and Paul Snowden; sixth, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bot. Yeah, well, there you go. Wow, wow! Yeah. You don't script that, punters. No, they're pretty good. Yeah. All right, we'll quickly bat on. Uh, we won't spend a whole lot of time on this race, but race three, I just want to touch on this horse, benchmark 88, uh, 1,600 metres. So nothing exciting, given we're in the, the bulk of spring, but Hosier is a very good horse, and he absolutely relishes these heavy tracks. He's bolted in again here, and yes, they've gone slow, and they like they were never really going to get to him he had the perfect run but um what's that is it the big dance he's going to if he gets a wet track yeah the um very hard to beat yeah the the country race um on behalf of lloyd williams the battle of lloyd williams (laughs) yeah what a joke seriously yeah it is a bit of a joke oh god (laughs) anyway good win move on to race four it was the hill stakes um, million dollars and it's attracted a stunning field of six I think yep six group two and Cascadian has bolted in here and the figure's enormous yeah well they went really quick very very quick yeah so they've gone what have they gone for the race very the leader quick. went 16, 16 lengths 16 above, above and then they've and then they've come home 1.3 slow for a final figure of 14.8. Um, what do we say then? Do we Is Montefilia gone, or do you just give her half of forgive given how fast they've gone? And she might no, be No, you've got to forgive her um, second up. I know I, know I said she, she normally does peak second up, but mm. um, like second up on a testing track, you, you've got to forgive her. Um, Cascadian had the, the runs under the belt. And I think at, at his age... Um, this is probably his trip now. Two thousand meters on a heavy track. It sort of brings him, brings him back to him a bit because he because he doesn't have the early speed anymore. He's not quick enough for fourteen sixteen hundred meters. Um, yeah, so I think two thousand meters his trip now, and 
heavy track brings him right back into it because they're not allowed to, they're not able to to get away from him as much and um yeah he's he's run through the line well enough he had J-Mac on but he's won by three lengths and this is I think um um some database on Twitter run by David Funt or something like that um he runs a database and he he's um wait for age ratings this is a a career peak for Cascadian so um yeah I don't know they they could probably I know it probably sounds stupid but maybe a Caulfield Cup is maybe where they're targeting or I guess probably Cox play to be a, a an easier thing to mm. go for or do they keep him in Sydney there's a million to a million dollar um, oh, they've they've got to run him on Champions race. Day don't they they'll run him in the Champions Stakes that 2000 metre group one the old um, the yeah, Stakes yeah that's true yeah they'll, that's do, they'll, they'll do that he did get his perfect storm there obviously had a couple of runs under the belt heavy eight 2000 metres but still very nice performance what do you make of Numerian because this horse probably will go to a Caulfield Cup yeah he was good um this is a good. It's a. I know they went really quick and on a heavy track, and he probably does need a bit of a rest. But um, maybe two weeks is a little bit quick for a backup. But uh, if he gets through it well, it's probably a good platform to to go two weeks into it and just explode into a Caulfield Cup and and run a run a, a nice rating there. But um, you meant maybe he is the the horse that can can. Um, trouble the the Melbourne lot because um you know we we've got smoke and romans and that's about it so yeah yeah did you want to touch on Williamsburg in race 5 or do you want to go straight to the nope. flight straight to the flight all right the dreaded flight stakes 1600 <laughs> meters group 1 for the 3 year old fillies and this is a race i've got i've got parts of it, it right <laughs> I'd absolutely love to skip it, but <laughs> no, we've got to touch on it. Um, I was very, very keen on Fireburn. Um, I thought she was a better spring. I laid my cards out and got it horribly wrong. She was very, very flat. She regressed significantly off her first and second up run, and Zoo Gotcha has been a nice winner. Um, the figure is bang on the average they've gone even she's got the nice run camped behind the speed and she sprinted away from him she's been too good fireburn it just never never ever looked likely um she's just a tired horse and she'll go to the paddock now for sure but yeah i probably just read the room wrong here she's had three runs in four weeks and she was on the backup i thought she was going to explode but this is what happens a lot of the time. They, it goes one of two ways. Sometimes the backup, you never really know how a horse will handle it until you actually see it. And she hasn't handled it. Yeah. Um, I thought um, Advalo, um, Brenna Advalo could have been a little bit closer in run. Probably gave her a little bit much to do, but, yeah, but she was a bit mattered. disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she didn't, she didn't give much in the end and, and Zoo got her one running away. Um, I'd probably be against her going to the Thousand Guineas because, like, like remember Hungry Heart a couple of years ago? Like they put the blinkers on first time, with the back backed up or something like that, and she and she just went backwards because because that wasn't the the grand final and they went one too many. So, yeah. I guess maybe I don't know. It depends how you treat it, but. Um, yeah, this, this is just a bang-on average um, Phillies race, I think. Yeah. It's also a big difference going from a heavy eight at Ramwick going back to a good three at Caulfield. Like, a lot of yeah, young definitely. horses don't handle that. Yeah, yeah. And we've yeah, seen definitely. that a couple of times with Sydney horses coming down. Mm. All right, we'll move on. The less we say about, the better, but I got that one wrong. Just got to put the hand up and move on. Race seven was the Premier Stakes 1,200 metres Group 2. This is the final real uh, lead up race before the Everest in two weeks and we saw a couple of horses who do have a slot in the race Lost and Running is one of those and he won the race it looked like he was going to win by further and that was a bit of a theme in the Epsom as well he just travelled into the race and then he either, he either just floated or he hasn't really got through the heavy track as well as some of the others I think probably the latter 
it's brought Marzu back into play. He's kept kicking on. And then we saw a much improved run from Mars Crusader up along the fence. But yet again, another sprint race where they've just gone slow. And that's not going to happen in the Everest. Nature Ship's going to be bowling along out in front with uh, Eduardo. So it's going to be a completely different scenario in a fortnight's time. Yeah, you couldn't have paid me to bet into this race. Um, like, just... Oh, it was it was disgusting. Like, the setup was disgusting. None of them were there to actually win. Um, I guess they were there to win, but... But, like, they did, they wouldn't have really cared. Um, the horse to follow out of this race is Mask Crusader. Um, I think it's going really, really well, this campaign. And it's just been running some really nice late sectionals. Um, but in the Everest, when they overcook it, because they because they will overcook it, they always do. Um, except that one year, Red Zar won. Um, like the same sort of thing as last year might happen, and and he could be running over the top late. Um, so he'll be a bigger, big, much bigger price than he was last year, I think, because he because he hasn't won a, a race and he's sort of gone under the radar but he's actually going really well I think um, like he's run the, the, the second fastest last two and last 600 of the meeting um, the fastest last thousand I think he's going really well and I'll probably be backing him in the Everest just to I know that's going to piss Nico off but <laughs> but I, I'll, I probably will back him because he'd probably be 20s there yeah and he might be the only horse when they all run up to their best that probably he might be the only one that actually can beat Nature Strip yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably exactly. He almost should have beaten him last year with a bit of he missed a start slowly away, a bit of traffic, and he came steaming home down the outside. Yes, Nature Strip rode the rode a rode the speed and was kind of exposed a long, long way from home. Never found the rail, but yeah, if he gets the splits, then I don't know. I, I'm still na- team Nature Strip, but I definitely could have a saver on him. I think he's he's definitely back this preparation. Yeah, um, um, but what do you do with Kementari with the the Everest slot? Because Godolphin don't have a slot yet. Um, well, I think you wait, you... and t- I think you wait until as late as you can. I don't know when they can wait until, but I'd be waiting as late as I can to see what mm. type of track. Because heavy eight, heavy nine, or worse, I'm yeah, I'm picking Kementari. Mm. If it's a soft six, then I'm picking Paul Ailey. Yeah, he's ran yeah. well, but at the same time, Paul Ailey's got the um. It's got the um, the Manicado. I think it just wins the Manicado. So, mm. um, and the Manicado is worth just as much as running second. So, I don't think Palele is going to run second in the Everest. Probably runs down the field. So, I don't know. We'll happily have Cam- uh, we'll happily have Paul Ali and Camatari. Yeah, we'll take them both. Special care. We'll take them both. Um, one horse I just want to highlight here. I know they've gone slow and he's probably been flattered a little bit, but Brutality has run enormous late sections. He's run the fastest last 200 home of the race. He was 100 to 1. I don't even know who that horse is. Have you seen the... Have you actually gone back and watched watched his... If you actually go back no. and watch this, he's, he's not a 1,200 meter horse. And even though they've gone slow for the class, he couldn't keep up at all early. And just go back and watch the replay of this race... He absolutely charges through the line. He's about he's about three lengths off the the, the second last horse coming around the, the corner, and then he makes up about six lengths. Um, he's going to find probably a Group Three or a listed race over fourteen hundred meters or fifteen hundred meters at Rose Hill, and he's probably going to be a bet there. So just black book him. Yeah, third fastest last two hundred of the meeting. Yeah, huge. You just got to go back and watch it. It's it's going to be a very hidden run. I don't think a lot of people are going to see it, but. Yeah, it was a massive mm. run. All right, race eight was the Epsom Handicap, <laughs> 1,600 metres, Group 1. And we've found a dead heat here, top-ranked and Alsberg. I was tipping top-ranked. I was pretty keen on him. I do think this horse can elevate to being one of the top liners in the country. He carried um, the top weight and... It looked like he was absolutely going to piss in at the 300 meter mark. He sidled up yeah. to them, and I just—I think he might have even tapped me. I think he might have yeah, even said, "I'm home." I'm like, "Don't do that." <laughs> and he almost like similar to Lost and Running. He's kind of just got—he's idled up and just flattened out. 
yeah, he's just kind of peaked on the run or maybe track, wasn't didn't handle the heavy track as well as Alsberg and Hinged are very good wet trackers and Alsberg's just kept kicking and on the line I thought, no, nah, I've gotten done here. But after uh, 10 minutes or I don't know how long it was, but it felt like <laughs> an hour. excruciating. It yeah, felt well, like an hour. Um, they gave it a dead heat and Alsberg, the consistent horse for Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexio is... A joint group one winner with Annabelle Nation's top ranked. Yeah, well, when they came around the corner, I was I was hitting you saying, "You're home, you're man, home. you're home," because <laughs> yeah. you had you had a multi going for enough, and um, yeah. <laughs> and it looked like it was home for everything, and and it just sort of flattened out, and and Alsberg came up the inside, and initially, we both thought that um, top rank got done on the line, and. But we, the replay came on straight after, and and top rank got the nose down, and and it took about, oh, it was it was excruciating enough for me, and I didn't have a cent on. I don't mm. know what it would have would have been like for you, <laughs> having yeah, it, it going for yeah, enough. Put um, it this way: if if Augsburg had got the verdict after five minutes, like I don't think I've ever seen a, a protest go that long and it not be given a dead heat. But if Al, if they had given the verdict to Augsburg. After what happened with Fireburn, that I would have walked home after that. That would have been me done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't have been able to pay for another for an Uber no, or something. Because this got me back in the game. <laughs> this yeah. multi. The only one I can um, think of that's gone longer is the Cox Plate. Dead Last heat, year. or is in the no? Nah, that was like the protest. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. protest. I mean, oh yeah, yeah that's not, a bit different. Not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hinged has ran a good race. She's a good wet tracker and she was well-weighted. But I know she ran fourth, but the big disappointment is Ice Bath. Like how she started favourite in a group one. She's been beaten five lengths. If, you ba- if she's still back in Ice Bath, I think it's I think it's time to part Time to give it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's... she's that's, like, that's just her level, like five lengths off these. And sometimes she runs good races, but she doesn't win. Yeah, so. 100%. Quick one, top ranked. Is he a genuine top three chance in a Cox Plate? Uh, no, probably not. No. no. Yep, he, fair well, maybe I don't know, but but like what? Uh, Animo, Zaki, um, I guess Alligator Blood's a query at the two thousand and so's um Thunderstruck. So maybe he does fit in there, but just sort of depends if they run it out because you don't really know. Yep. No, that's fair enough. All right, let's go to race nine. This is the Metropolitan, 2,400 metres, and somehow this race... This was even won. worse than the Turnbull. Yeah, this was this was the Walkers' walkathon, <laughs> and <laughs> you'd think these are our second... These are meant to be our second line of stays behind our Caulfield Cup horses, and they've just crawled, crawled, crawled to the 600. They have gone 11.3 lengths slower than the class benchmark, which is just... Pathetic. It's embarrassing. And it's obviously been the reason why we've had such a bunch finish here. We've had 1.4 lengths separating first to seventh. And to make it worse, I back LaDonda V, who's been beaten by a nose. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, I guess I was lucky because I, I put um, a dollar on Kukaracha and... And had a, like three bucks on Grove Ferry and and like I knew my fate at the <laughs> yeah. six hundred because they were both falling out the back of the TV so I wasn't as yeah. stressed as you but um, it took them ages to get up the straight because it was so heavy and yeah I don't know for the last two hundred felt like it went forever and I don't know no compromise just edged Lodonda V out the Lodonda V was absolutely truckloaded like wasn't it. Like twelve bucks or something. No, not that big, but it was. No, nah, it was like seven to four eighty. Yeah, it was absolutely off the map. Roma Flowers run really well. I guess she's going towards a, a Melbourne Cup. She, she mm. went pretty well here. Um, what price? Well, Donda V copped a big check as well. He yeah, copped he a did, big yeah. hip and shoulder. Um, yeah, but no right. compromise. Did have to weave through a bit of traffic, but if Ladonda mm. V doesn't cop that big check at the three hundred, I think he probably wins. Anyway. Yeah, and Durston. Um, Durston, I don't think he got through a heavy track. His um, international 
um, figures were a lot worse on a soft track than what they are on a good track. So I'd forgive him if maybe they go towards a um, another race on a good track. In the next couple of weeks, they'd probably just back him because because he, he wasn't um, he wasn't horrible oh. here. I yeah. think. No, he wasn't horrible, but I'm glad I got him right because I left him out of my top three and I wanted to take him on and it's eventuated like that with the heavy track. We go to race 10, benchmark 94 over 1,200 metres and Remark has decided to become back a... He's decided to try all of a sudden ever since losing his two best friends, which is often what happens, but it's not what I wanted to happen because I was pretty keen on Bacchanalia. I thought he was the one for a heavy track and it was race on at the top of the straight. Um, those two paired down to fight it out, and Huey Bowman was just swinging off Remark, and he's been much too good. He's always had talent, this horse. He started favorite in front of Animo one day, which was, hmm. no pun intended, remarkable. Um, <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> you love my dad jokes. Yeah. and he's now strung two in a row together and I hate to say it but he's half a horse again yeah well he's run really quick late time the third fastest last 400 of the meeting and he's done it running away so um, I don't know maybe he gets an Everest slot who who knows oh, getting an Everest. <laughs> I'm joking oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, no. they gave a they gave a horse first up um, of 600 days or whatever, they gave oh. the, the Hong Kong horse an Everest slot, so you may as well give Remark a slot, seriously. Well, Nico will be turning when he hears this. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky he's not here because he'd be screaming at me. <laughs> All right, what a great way to end the car that was, not. Anyway, was there anything else around the country? Um, that we wanted to touch on or any other races mm, Kiprios so. Kiprios was a massive win oh yeah that was in France weird. yeah that yeah, was really was. weird I think I've ever yeah. seen that I don't think I've ever seen it either just that lo- ran off the um, track it must be about 35 metres wide that track like it's it's very wide and it's gone from yeah, the inside like fence to the outside fence twice the size of Flemington yeah it's got to be 40 metres yeah, it's enormous um, it didn't matter because yeah. he fucked them. Yeah, it's just Sorry. lucky that um, <laughs> just lucky that uh, Ryan Moore stayed on because it could have been it could have been ugly. Yeah. All right, yeah we'll get into the questions. Lost a, a shoe, a shoe plate. Oh, okay. That that makes a fair bit of sense. Yeah. Um, we'll get into the questions. We've got a question about Very Elgin in there, so we'll touch on her in the questions and then we'll wrap it up. Right. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? All right, question time to wrap up. Jay Borman says, is Elegant done? Um, referring to Very Elegant, obviously. She ran down the track last night. I think she had circumstances against her, obviously. She was trapped in on the rail, slowly run race again. They just keep walking in these French um, staying races. It's terrible. And everything that could have gone against her did in saying that. I do think she's passed her best and I do think she's done. Yeah, well, I heard heaps of people are just saying that, um, like, um, time form people and all that. Like, she's just running up to her, her regular form that she runs up to in Australia. Um, um, other than her her actual Melbourne Cup peak. Because obviously that just sits on an, an island and that's her career peak rating and she's never going to get back to that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, she's probably just running up to her form and and her, her her actual form in against actual good horses isn't winning group ones because we have a lot of fake group ones. Mm. Fair point, but I do think just bottled in on the fence, like yeah, she was unlucky. Know, yeah, there are the ratings people out there, but for the you know for the standard punter or racing watcher, they want to see her winning or running top three and. It's not happening, and I don't think they're going to bring her back to Australia to race. So she will go to one more race at Ascot. Um, there were enough excuses for them to say, we'll try one more time, and, and then that'll be her. That'll be her done off to the breeding barn after that. Just send it to Frankel. Yeah, good shout. Jay Telfo says, is there a reason why Kiprios is going to the Melbourne Cup? I think it's meant to say isn't going to the Melbourne Cup. Um, it's too good. 
yeah, basically these these class horses just don't come to the cup. Um, they mm. what would he he'd get? Obviously, he'd get top weight. What's the minimum kilos? top weight? So minimum top um, weight's fifty eight or fifty nine. Fifty eight, I think. So oh, fifty eight. No, I'm pretty sure. Um, one of the one one of the Coolmore horses came over off winning um, winning the the Irish and Ledger by like twenty lengths one time, um, mm. back in like two thousand and twelve or something like that, and it and it carried like fifty nine. I'm pretty sure. Well, he's I know that horse might have won impressively, but Kiprios has now won three or four Group Ones, hasn't he? So he'd he'd get at least fifty nine sixty. Yeah, well, that horse was like the highest rated um, stayer in like the last 20 years or something like that. Oh, okay. Fair enough then. I can't remember what um, it was called. And it's not only that, they've also got to jump through all these new protocols, mm. um, which you've got to do all these scans and you've got to put a, a horse on a plane all, all the way to Australia. It's not like a horse, like you see all these English horses just going to France. It's, it's just not like that. They can just... You know, jump on a float and travel over, uh, not overseas. They can travel to different countries in Europe because they're all so bunched together. But Australia, we're just so far away, and a lot of time, the money is just it, the money doesn't really matter. Even though we've got terrific prize money here, because they can win their own races over there, and they're worth more at stud for winning their time honored Group Ones than winning our ones. So that's probably mm. your reason. Zach Beckinsale says. Fireburn will never win another race question mark um, I'm not going to confidently say yes you'll win another race I did think I thought everything married up for her in the flight stakes on the weekend um, Stuber in the chat we've got a little a little bet going for a bottle of Grey Goose and I'm saying she will win a, another race and, and he's saying she won't I'm not confident about that at, at all I just kind of thought yeah, I'll take you on. Why not? Um, she's a filly. Surely she 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 um she cook. She'll keep. You think racing. she'll just keep she'll, racing on? Yeah, she'll she'll win a race, hundred percent. Yeah, I think the argument from a lot of people are, is just the fact that she was a gun two year old and she'll just train off and she'll never be the same again. I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory. Nah, she's. If she, if she, even if she doesn't improve, the, the the level she was up to as a two-year-old is still good enough to win another race. Yeah. So there you go. I don't I don't think it's done for her, for Fireburn. Stu has sent in lots of questions here. Some of them are inappropriate. Some of them still are appropriate. <laughs> um, I'll mention the appropriate ones. Thirteen days until world's best sprinter nature trip. Yep. Why is Fireburn so slow? Uh, <laughs> I knew Good that question. was coming from. I knew that was coming from someone. Because well, Ben was actually, on it. <laughs> yeah, because my big bet was on her. <laughs> actually, she did run the second fastest final six hundred meters of the Golden Rose. The only one that was faster was Jack and O. So she's not slow. She just raced very, very tired. Um, what else has he got? Can't wait for my bottle of Grey Goose. <laughs> and the last serious one was from Aussie in Adelaide. Is Jewess royally screwed after I put the house on it in futures and anchors about 46 multis? Well, she was probably screwed before you put the bet on, mate. And now that you've done all that, she's even more screwed. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. She's got none. <laughs> she's gone. Um, yeah, she's gone. She was obviously a dominant favourite for the Caulfield Cup. And and I think she might have been Melbourne Cup favourite at one stage. And... She's not going to be winning either of those if she races in the form she's in right now. Um, I think it's a massive D-Day for another Caulfield Cup horse who ran second last year as well. Non-conformist, if he doesn't run well in the might and power this week, then the alarm bells are really ringing. He's been quite poor so far this prep. Yeah, I don't don't even think he would have beaten Desert Icon that that race he was scratched from. Oh, no way. No, I don't no think way. Desert Icon actually put down a decent figure and the rail was hot led all the way. There's no way mm. he would have um, beaten Desert Icon that night. Mm. The horse I was thinking about earlier um, who had the the big weight was um, Septimus. I just figured it out. Oh, yeah. Carried 58 and a half. Was that Aidan O'Brien? Yeah, Aidan O'Brien. I won the Irish St. Ledger by 13 lengths. So I was close. Yeah. In 2011. Oh, no, sorry, 8 historian Wilbur 
Yeah. Uh, I think we'll sign off there. Quick one to round out the podcast. It's obviously we've got the the best 2400 meter race in the world tonight. Probably the most prestigious race in the world. Um, it's the Arc de Triomphe. Who wins it, in your opinion? Have you done any of the form or not really? Um, no, but they decided to put it on the, the day that school goes back, so that's a, <laughs> it's a great idea. Um, but uh, I'll say title holder. He either wins or runs last. Yeah, great. I'm hoping title holder for Danny or Westover. We've uh, backed them all. Good point you make about the, the school thing. The Australian Open is on the Sunday right before the school starts and the ARC is yeah, as well. Yeah, they should so organise that. Get in the absolute bin. I know. Luck I've only really like two weeks left. Can't really do much about the ARC given it's in France, but the Australian Open, you can't be putting the final on a Sunday night before school returns. Anyway, going to be a cracking week this week. Caulfield, Guineas Week, and the Might and Power is it's pretty much... Cox Plate 1.0, it's going to be a little bit of an entree and it's going to serve up a cracking field. Uh, Good luck if you're punting during the week and we'll see you back here on Thursday.